Good program. All right, we're back. Yeah. Another episode of Southward Shoots. This time we've got um, Dan Mangum visiting from the islands. We're here in Texas. Yeah, dude. Loving some freedom. So, um, yeah, we were just talking about this story. So Dan and I were a part of this entrepreneurial program at the university that we went to. And I just, by happenstance, just thought of this lady that had, I don't even, what would you even call her? Is she like, is she a mentor? She's the grandmother of the program. She's Puerto Puerto Rican grandma. She was Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. I forgot about that. Very proud Puerto Rican. Anyways, I just asked, had he spoken to her and, or had she reached out because she's notorious just for like reaching out and like never following up with any of these ventures that she starts, in in my opinion. She's probably listening to this. She's probably doing a podcast right now. I mean. No shot. Anyways. (laughs) All right. So you, what was the deal? You like, you ran into this lady's granddaughter? Yeah. So, you know, I'm uh, working the nightclub scene and downtown in Chinatown on Hotel Street. In Honolulu. In Honolulu. So you live in Honolulu. Living in Honolulu. Yep. You know, working the nightclub scene. And uh, I see this this girl, blonde college girl. Yeah. And uh, she had spoken to her grandmother, and uh, her grandma had told her that she was friends with a gentleman at Chaminade who was, you know, involved in the nightclub life. And uh, I'm minding my own business, checking IDs, running the door, you know, just getting the crowd <laughs> flow going. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, cute 20-something-year-old comes up to me and goes, are you Dan? I go, yes, and, and who are you? And she goes, I'm uh, Carlene's granddaughter. Oh, so she introduced herself She that introduced way. herself. And uh, I, I found that, <laughs> you know. That, Dude, did, were, you, were you just like, what the fuck? <laughs> was like, very off guard. Yeah. And uh Took me a second to, you know, oh, Carlene. Yeah, of course, yeah. Carlene. And I go, oh, that's great. You know, your grandmother's a legend. Like in that setting, you're not thinking that name's going to get I'm dropped. not thinking that Carlene, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Grandma Carlene from Hogan. And uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm like, oh, so what has your grandma said about me? You know, just kind of curious. What are they talking about? Yeah. And the granddaughter looks at me and goes, my grandma always says that you would make a great writer. She literally had told this to her granddaughter. Her granddaughter, not a good writer, but for some reason, Carlene always thought I was like uh, a poet of some sort. Yeah. I I think just because I sometimes turned in assignments on time. I don't, I mean, there wasn't much to it. Replied back uh, to emails. Yeah. You know, I replied back to emails and. Should have showed up to meetings on time. I show up to meetings. 10 10 minutes early. Well, speaking of Hogan, I, I once missed a meeting with, uh, Denny. Yeah. And he ripped me a new one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the whole. We camp- all, we all got that. All whole campus heard that one. Uh, legitimate excuse, but with Denny, there's no excuses. But uh, he, he doesn't believe in them. Doesn't believe in excuses. That's what his thing was. Or he, I, he also said, I remember him saying, I don't believe in being late. Yeah. And uh, my first meeting with him, I was about 15 minutes late. And uh, he said some things that, Made me have to rethink life, I think, and set me on the right path. Yeah. But, yeah, Carlene's granddaughter. Uh, looks like Carlene, if Carlene was in the 1940s, you know, World yeah. War II era Carlene. So. <laughs> That's funny, dude. God I, bless I, Carlene. Carlene, if you're listening to this, which I know you are because you are always on <laughs> the next entrepreneurial wave. Um, you're either listening to this or on that jet that could get us to England in two hours that you always talked about. One of the two. I don't know if she ever t- brought that up with you. Dude, no, but she, I just remember she was always full of ideas, but like for, for me, it was just like, there's no execution at all. Like this whole book idea, we were going to do a book. I had kind of wrangled a few of us together to write, write our little portions of it. And then nothing yeah. became of it i don't know if anything came out of that With rob kinslow remember that rob kinslow i ran into rob kinslow recently really <laughs> i got i got a rob kinslow story too how's he doing i ran into him right before covid i got a picture somewhere i gotta find for you i ran into rob kinslow at next door 
the fuck is he doing it next door? We had a Mardi Gras pub crawl. <laughs> and Rob, Rob Kinslow had his face. He was at next door with his face completely painted for Mardi Gras. No way. And I way. had this guy. He goes, Dan? <laughs> he recognized me. I was like, who the fuck is this guy with face paint? <laughs> he goes, it's Rob. I was like, who the fuck's Rob? Face paint. Completely looks like a like a Native American face paint. Like Really? What was he wearing? Oh god, it was like an Aloha shirt, but the face just painted. <laughs> and he's with well, some like, friend and painted uh, red or like blue? Like what was it? Some Mardi Gras purple. Like purple and whatever, green and gold. Yeah. A whole outfit. And uh gave him some beads, gave him he's a like, drink. It's Rob. Yeah, and uh Okay, Rob, tell me more. Rob joined me on Hotel Street that night. I got a picture somewhere I'll try to pull up for you. That's great. Dude. Yeah. That's fun. I I did get lunch with Dr. Webster right before COVID as well. Okay, so he's not running co- or COVID, he's not running COVID. He's not running Hogan anymore. He's not running COVID. It's that guy, it's uh Panzarella. Yeah, Mr. Uh, West Point is now at Holy the helm. Holy shit, that guy was intense. He's intense. He's got that program like a drill sergeant. Really? Yeah, but they've got they've got good membership going on. Uh, I keep in touch with Ann. Yeah. And uh, Lujan Kishi. Remember? Yeah, I remember her. Secretary lady. Yeah, I remember her. Young girl. Um, Panzarella, dude. That guy was a. What was he? He was a hostage negotiator, wasn't he? Yeah, and he he could speak Arab and and you know terrorist negotiations and now he's uh teaching entrepreneurship at shamanat oh so. my god i remember okay so i remember going up that he got introduced and then to us one night and i went up and talked shook his hand and he goes let's grab coffee sometime and i was like yeah i'd love that and like his background is from lockheed martin yeah uh, like out, out off after the Outside military of the- amazing military career. <laughs> yeah lockheed martin and i was just like holy shit dude this guy is this guy's a stud the guy's and, a savage and i had coffee with that guy and he had like some really good like shit to say i mean like, really good advice in terms of like how to like just go about getting started like in a career you know um i don't know but that guy was very intense and very you could just everything he said was very calculated and very uh to the point and like there's no filler in like his words you know what i mean like everything yeah. he says there's meaning behind it he's not wasting any words Ex- in the sentence exactly exactly i got to give shamanad credit in that sense of uh for a school in the middle of an island in the pacific some of the quality that we're able to bring in there was quite impressive whether it's you know west point generals or or current mayors of honolulu to speak to us i mean yeah how about the guy that was the um ran the helicopter for the president oh gw's uh helicopter uh, frenchy yeah what uh, what was his name um i'm uh ray ray, ray larue larue yeah yeah i'm friends or uh, i'm linked in with him that guy was a stud too and that was kind of crazy one time when he he gave a talk and then um uh webster was like you know that whole saying of like eight degrees of separation, you can get to anybody in the in the whole world. It's yeah. like now you're two, two, two connections away from the president of the United States. From W, who is a legend in the Clinton, state. Clinton, W, right and Obama. Yeah, like you're you're one like. Yeah, we're one person. Two away. two moves away, I guess. Like yeah, to that guy and then to the presidents of yeah. three fucking presidents, dude. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I I feel. Bill would be easy to find. You just got to go to a strip club or, you know, I mean, is this a PG podcast? What's, no. What's your, dude, cl- it's what's called the, uh, shoot it, man. We can shoot it here. Yeah. We allowed to curse. I mean, oh, what's yeah. uh cunt fuck. What can we say here? All the above. Anything goes. All, all the right. above. George Carlin rules. Okay. Just make sure we're you not going to say all those words. You're not going to get canceled. No. Sarah's not going to cancel no. us. We have no sponsors. No sponsors. No sponsors. We want you to get sponsors though. Yeah, dude. I really, you know what I want? A sponsor? I want a hot sauce. Hot sauce. Why? For my taco reviews. I have seen the taco reviews. I want a, I want a green sauce sponsor. So as the king of taco reviews for this area of Texas, where is the top taco? I haven't done a whole lot here, um, but I will say, let me look it up. I went to a place named after you last night. 
Fantastic taco. Uh, yeah, Matt's Matt's uh, Matt's Larange Larango Ranchero. Ranchero. Matt's Ranch. Yeah, I guess I could look it up here. Um, I haven't been there, but I heard it's I heard it's good. I heard it's very Tex-Mex, so it's it's. I don't know. Are I'm you, not going to talk. A purist. I'm not you. Well, yeah, well, yeah you're, you're with Sarah. She's I'm got not that gonna, L.A. She, bullshit. She's half. She's half Mexican. She's half Mexican. So she, yeah, she, she wants knows, real stuff. She knows the good shit. I was going to say I'm not going to like talk shit for you being from New York, but I'm not claiming like, New you York Mexican is any good. Exactly. Like you don't. I mean, like I wouldn't hope. I would hope that, that wouldn't be like. Oh yeah, New York Mexicans. Nah, really far good. far removed from the border at that point. But um, Southern California has some outrageously good Mexican food. I've never, I've yet to have good SoCal Mexican. And. Wait, so you haven't had good SoCal Mexican? I, I think it's overrated. Where are you eating, dude? I've eaten Chipotle? All, I've eaten at all the spots you're supposed to eat at. It's a sham. It's bullshit. Tex-Mex is where it's at. Give me some queso. Give me a white okay. boy taco. Okay. I, 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 I have to disagree a little bit, but I do. I, I like queso. I think queso is an enhancement. Queso. Ke- Queso is there's not a Mexican meal without queso. You want your your bullshit no, taco with the uh, the beef tongue. I mean, ugh. Give me some ground beef, some queso. We don't have to order beef tongue. Yeah. Uh, whenever I go to an actual Mexican restaurant, That's they got true. these weird meats going on. Yeah, it kind of throws right. me off a little bit. You know, give me the uh, refried beans with the. Uh, okay, I think it's called Las Trancas. Las Trancas. That was that was here in Austin. That was in Austin. Pretty fucking good. Well, how about Taco Cabana? I see that place on every corner. That's like a Any chain, good? dude. That's a, that's a chain. I used to go to Taco Cabana um, in high school, and that was like the, kind of the place to hang out after football games. Is you'd go to the football game, and then afterwards, everybody would run to the Taco Cabana and get like chips and queso. Sounds like a thriving downtown area. I mean. It eventually went out of business. <laughs> like I was surprised to like see them when I came down here, but um, so yeah, that was kind of the move in high school. For the taco master, um, best fast food taco, and I'll let Sarah answer this one as well because she's got the Mexican in her. The best fast food taco, I would say, would be <laughs> fast food taco. You know, we should probably do some fast food reviews. That would actually be a good idea. There's only one answer. I I unpopular opinion here i would say jack in the box because there's two of them for 99 cents i'm not you know a poor person so i'm not going to put price into this uh <laughs> it, it's either got to be taco del mar throwback to hawaii hawaii kai shopping center oh that's right or that's not fast food I mean, that's fast food they got it in california it's you know i've never seen taco del mar they got them in california okay or uh qdoba Dude, that's like a Subway, though. But it's fantastic, and Subway's... Qdoba most... is better than Chipotle, I will say that. There you go. I am a Qdoba fan, because they have queso. They do have queso. Chipotle, it, it's... it's. Uh, Does Chipotle have queso yet? They do. They do have now queso. They, they, they got do. the white Blanco queso. Um, white Blanco is very good. That's a question for you. White or the yellow queso? Well, see, here's how I make queso. Is, well, with or without meat. I'm a purist when it comes to my case of the so, guac and meat I'll get in my taco. I so, mean. so here's what I do is I take a, you take this big block of Velveeta cheese. Velveeta's great. You cut it in half. The original, just like the yeah. gold. Yeah. You cut it in half and then you cut that half into like little chunks and then you put that in your, um, slow cooker is what I call it. What do you call it? Crock, crock, pot. crock, crock pot. pot. Yes. Yeah. And then what you do is you take a, a, uh, full can of Rotel. Okay. Which is like diced tomatoes and like diced jalapenos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, well, I drain it a little bit. Yep. Drain the juice out and then throw that in there. Money, dude. Money. Money queso. Sarah, throw, have you throw, had... throw that thing on like medium heat and let that thing melt Except it down. Sarah doesn't like queso because she's an authentic she's... Mexican. Yeah. Why are you full Mexican? Half with what? Italian Mexican. So have you done any pizza reviews? No, see that's, that, that's then that would be like that's Portnoy's land. See, here's the deal: I'm ripping him off by doing the taco reviews. Yes. But if I did pizza, I mean, that would just be like well, blatantly ripping. Julian him off. Edelman did it. He's also Julian Edelman. That is true, but this is Salford Shoots. 
I have a lot of inspiration, Dan. I get a lot of inspiration from a lot of different people. Why tacos? Well, and this is very similar to how this whole Portnoy thing happened. Yeah. Is that my boss one day, me and, me and this guy are, are still pretty tight. Like, we text every day, almost. Um, we're more like friends now. Yeah, we're, we're friends because he's not my boss. But he one day asked the group, he's like, if you had to eat one thing for, like, for the rest of your life, like or no, one thing every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I said, a carne asada taco. That's what I've been doing the past week in Texas. I've actually had so a taco good. every day this week. And so he was like, dude, no, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, you asked me what I would eat. Yeah. How does a taco not count? And it just came like this whole big debate. And so then COVID hit, and obviously all these restaurants, there's a ton of food trucks, a ton of taco trucks, a ton of just like small mom and pop shops. And I'm like, look, I'll go buy a taco like from these places just to give them some business. It was more of just kind of like a, a fun thing to do during COVID. And then, I don't know, my, my coworkers thought it was kind of stupid and funny at the same time. My family members love it. Like, I've got an aunt that watches every single one of them. We love that. And then um, Sarah's got an uncle that watches every single one of them and shows all his friends. I watch them. I'm a watcher. And so I, I'm just like, you know what? Like, if the people like it, that's it's cool. A, I, I, I will say I look a little, I mean, it's just a little ridiculous. Like, it's just, it's silly. People like silly, though. But, you know, hey, it's it, I, I like doing them. So Here's that's, that's how I got into it. One of the, uh, old school bar stool challenges was actually uh to either eat a burrito every day for a month or a slice of pizza every day for a month yeah, that's how those guys got into it and were you team burrito or team pizza because the burrito is close to a taco i was gonna say i would probably know, well but a burrito is pretty heavy it's a heavy that's a better question for sarah actually look she's got the mexican and italian in her so very which, very good would you go here grab, we, we grab need you are you team pizza or I'm team burrito for a month because you could literally just have one burrito all day and be held over for the entire day and you won't be hungry again. Also, that's literally what I did today. I made myself a nice size burrito for like brunch, mm -hmm. went all the way. I just had a small dinner. Didn't even feel like I really needed to eat much for dinner. It was like my burrito prime. Also, I feel like a burrito is more nutritious because you can get... A little bit of vegetables in there some with like protein. some tomatoes, mm -hmm. protein, um, the some th carbohydrates. The thing is, though, is, I mean, there's only so many different types of rices and beans. I mean, you're going to get tired after a few days. I mean, well, you could have a chicken burrito. You could have a, a shrimp burrito, steak. I guess you and you could change the proteins yeah, up. Yeah, you right. could change maybe like the, uh, the tortilla. You get those spinach tortillas now. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're into that. Yeah, uh -huh. Not gonna say You're it. vegan. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get fucking canceled for saying vegan. I think that's not accepted anymore, <sighs> dude. The, the veganism. Well, you know, I was in a, a Rudy's the other day, and they had this great poster that said, um, "Real people eat meat," mm -hmm. and I loved that sign. But I, I, I could try vegetarian out sometime. I think, but vegan—that's a little too, you know. Yeah, it's almost. I don't know, man. I just don't think it was. It's not real. Yeah, it's a it's, fake. It's a fake diet. It's a fake diet. They they tend to look a little uh, fragile. Yeah. Once you go that route, but you know, if if it makes certain people feel healthier, moral, so be it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, dude. So that's that's how I got in into the taco thing but going back to sponsors that's what i would like because that's kind of like one of my lines in a taco review is green sauce for the bush well green sauce for the bush that's what i do and so i would like a hot sauce to Matt, be like yo to interrupt you real quick uh i see a old high school news clipping up here from what looks like a high jumper yep that's my dad what did your dad jump um, he had the state Oklahoma state high school record at seven feet, I believe seven feet. Yeah. That's Olympic status. 
Let me see. It should say what he what he jumped S- here. Seven feet. That's like Olympic. Like that's what you know. So this was, I believe. Your dad's white. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So at this at this meet, he jumped six eight. Holy shit! So so Clay Southard scored soared to six eight in winning the Oklahoma Conference high jump title last week to increase his more more high school record from six seven indoors and six six outdoors. Southard is the defending four A champion. Christ. Yeah, I think he hit seven feet maybe in college. Damn. But. That's like Olympic, like, you know, uh, seven foot. Maybe. That's I don't not, know. That is, that, that is, uh, that's Olympic. I think like, he, where did he, where did he do track for? So he, what was it? It's, what was it called back then? It, it's basically called Eastern Junior College. Now he went to a Juco in Oklahoma, um, was a Juco All American there. And then I'm not sure what he did after that. He, I think he, I, th- I want to say that he, he walked on at OU, but didn't really do much there. Damn, six eight, though, that's impressive. You still got your motorcycle? Yeah, I still got that motorcycle. It's in Oklahoma. It's a Harley. Yep, it's a Harley Sportster twelve hundred. All right. I mean, it's interesting with Harleys because there's much more functional bikes, but the motorcycle enthusiasts love Harleys because they've done a great job branding. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I I um I kind of grew up with a motorcycle, kinda. Like I had a, I had a dirt bike as a kid, and then like my dad had bought me like a little mini chopper one time, and I would just like roll around the neighborhood in that thing. And then um I don't know, man. I just always have had like a, this thing with motorcycles. But so when we moved to California, um, I had hit a promotion at work. And I got a $5,000 raise in my base salary. And then a week later, I drove out to Temecula and bought a $5,000 motorcycle. There you go. <laughs> like, as, one week after that thing hit, I was like, I'm fucking blowing this on a motorcycle. Hey. So I bought this um, this Harley that was a 2012. And it had, had like, some, some, like, cool, like, work done to it. Like, they changed the seat. I don't know if you'd, like if you know kind of like jargon but they yeah, put yeah, a king yeah. a king yeah. queen seat on it with a sissy bar and yep you know put the the raised handlebars on it with some just some uh kind of knickknack stuff had like a real cool it's got a real cool like gold and um crimson i guess crimson and gold like uh, color scheme but yeah um, um anyways i would mob that motherfucker up and down the pch in yeah. southern california yeah, Nothing. some of our regulars cool. at um, the bar on Hotel Street are actually the Hawaii chapter of the Hells Angels. So very familiar with Harleys. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so I've told this story on this podcast before, but so I was actually going, I, I stayed the night up in um, where Tyler Cartano is from. In, uh, in California. Yeah, fuck, what's it called? I know what, I know what you're talking about. Hey, where's Tyler from? It's like by Malibu. What'd she say? Newberry Park. Newberry Park. Yeah. Um, anyway, so like I stay with him. This is on a Sunday. I wake up, leave his house, and I'm driving down. It's probably like noon, one o'clock, two o'clock. And I'm driving down um, the one freeway, dude. And it comes to a stop. Yeah. Traffic jam, of course. But in California, you can ride the line. Yeah. So you can kind of go in between. But I'm behind like this moving truck, this big box truck. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I want to kind of move around. And then all of a sudden I hear like this, like everybody coming up behind me. And I'm like, oh fuck. And so I look over and it's the fucking Mongols motorcycle game. Oh man. Yeah. They're, uh, and like, I don't know if you like know like no, motor, motorcycle culture, but it's like, yeah, they're like the hell's angels rivals. Yep. And, um, I was just like, holy shit. And there was probably about six, eight of them. And I'm like, oh fuck fuck like this is like exciting but also scary at the same time yeah and so they just start railing the pipes they're just like like and then it's crazy because literally like everybody just like heard them and go like they like cleared a path for them and then they come through and so i'm literally they they go around me and like they start driving 
Um, and I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going to follow them. I mean, <laughs> I was like, you know, might as well. So they go and I just tail them all the way through. We get through like the, that's enough. My dog is freaking out. We get through the traffic jam and they got the leader who's like the leader of this little six, eight person pack literally turns around and is like, what did he say? He, he was doing like this, like, like, get the fuck out, get the fuck out. Like doing like this to his neck, like get out. And I was like, what? I was like, is he talking to me? Like what, what the hell? And so I'm just like still writing behind him. <laughs> like what is he, what? And then he goes, he, he points at me, he turns around, he points at me and he like kind of like shoes me away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you are talking to me. I'm like, okay. So I slow down to like 20 miles an hour on this freeway. And then they're still like going, I don't know, probably 40. So like they're getting a little bit further and then he just turns around again. Like I'm still going, I didn't come to a complete stop because I'm not trying to get run over. Um, but I'm still like somewhat close to them, I guess. And then the guy who's at the very back, he literally turns around He and he's like, you need like kind of like pump the brakes. Like you need to get out of here. And I was like, okay. So then 30 seconds later, the big box truck that we went around that they were railing the pipes on, they pull up and the guy's giving me a hard time, like through the window. He's like, what, what? Like, why aren't you up there with them? Like, what the fuck? And I just like gave him the bird. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like, that's the Mongols, dude. That's the Mongols motorcycle gang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, I've never had an issue with the angels. They've always been respectful. They actually gave me a nice, uh, 81 support shirt for Christmas the other year, which was, uh, really, yeah, I've got a nice, uh, what's the 81 stands for the H and the A in the alphabet. Eight is H is the eighth letter. Okay. Okay. And then one is the A. Uh, cause if you're not a member of the angels, you cannot wear anything that says hell's angels on it. Right. Right. The 81. You can support their support uh, their cause exactly okay the passion really they gave you an 81 you got an supporter? 81 support gear shirt it's a uh it's a hammer with an 81 in it yeah and then on the back it says aloha dude that's sick yeah so i've got a nice uh i want one i can get you one give me one I see dude them, i see them like every week dude yeah. tell them your boy in texas wants one they'll be happy to support yeah i want one of those yeah, I can, uh, they've got... You know what would suck is if I was wearing that and then those Mongols showed oh, yeah, up next to me. I would, would fucking die. Cost, you know... It cost me a fucking eyeball. Choose wisely where you wear it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe yeah. around the house. I wear it around the house and if I'm walking my chihuahua at the dog park just to yeah. fuck with people, but <laughs> yeah. I don't, you yeah. know, wear it at the airport. So how did you acquire that? Like, you're just like... you. <clears throat> I take care of them. In what way? Like, what does that mean? Uh, you know, uh... To some people, they're just a club that like uh, bikes. Um, to others, they might be something more than that, maybe yeah. a gang of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I just treat them with genuine respect. Most bars in Hawaii will not allow them to wear their um, their patches, their patches yeah. uh, at establishments because it's a gang to them. Yeah. But when I'm working door, I always just let them wear it. I mean, my thing is until I'm disrespected by someone, right, right, right. I'll treat them with respect. And yeah. They've been nothing but nice, great guys. Yeah. So you know, granted, I don't know so all parts are, of it. But are they predominantly Hawaiian dudes? No. Or um, are they white guys? You know, it's actually a good mix. I'd say half and half. Uh, the chapter's been there, I think, since about 2014. Uh, but it's relatively new, I guess. Relatively new, but you know, they do uh, events with other charters there. Um, every January, they do a big poker run on island. And, uh, well, this is a funny story in itself. We did a, uh, hell's angels party for them at the bar. <laughs> and, uh, this was during COVID restrictions <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> and, you know, liquor commission and HPDs on everybody's ass to sit at the tables and not do anything. And this poor guy, it must've been his first day on his liquor commission job. And I'm working door flashes his badge. I'm like, you can go in there if you want. <laughs> I suggest you don't. And there's <laughs> like, like a, so the Hell's Angels are in that bar. I got like 150 of them, none with masks on. No just doing, way. Doing whatever. 150 they want of them from all the charters, Sacramento, like everywhere, like big party, and uh, obviously none of the rules are being followed. 
course. I'm not going to tell them what to do. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, who fucking am, stupid, you yeah. know? Who are you? <laughs> and and uh, anyways, part of me internally is like, fuck, LC is going to shut us down. But I'm like, no, he's going to be smart. He won't do that. He comes right back out. He goes, everything's perfect in there. Have a nice night, sir. And just leaves. Really? He didn't want any issues. Did you, like, did they pay him off? Like, the, or did no, they just, he just intimidate the fuck out of him? Or? I mean, what would you do if 150 Hells Angels yeah, probably get were the looking at you, you know? Yeah. So, he walked right out. That's awesome. They didn't bother us that night. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, no cop or anyone in their right mind would want to, you know, deal with that. So I'll get you a shirt though that I can, I can take care of that. I'll send one out here. Dude. I wonder what that scene looks like here in Austin. I'm sure there's, there's gotta be a presence. They're everywhere. I mean, they're definitely in Texas. I'm not sure what their presence in Austin would be, but you could look it up and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's some biker bars and stuff out here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm anxious to get my bike down here. It's still it's in Oklahoma right now, and actually it's in a barn. They got some cool electric motorcycles now, but I don't think that would uh, fly with them. But for no, my, fuck that. For dude. my recreational purposes, I'm fine with electric. Have you seen those? Uh, I think Z- I've seen a couple of like motorcycle vlogs. Yeah, zero motorcycles. They're like the Tesla of motorcycles. And they're Harley, right? No, it's it's their own brand. Zero motorcycles. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. They're um, the Teslas of motorcycles. They look sick. Um, you don't. They don't have gears either. So like they're very like you yeah. know you don't need any motorcycle experience to ride them. They're nice. Is this looking. it? Is yeah, it yeah. That's it. Which one would you get? I mean, they've got different models, but I would probably get the more advanced looking one, like a street bike looking thing. I'd get a street. I mean, for Hawaii. This looks pretty cool. Yeah, this for right Hawaii, here. I'd get a nice little street cruiser. That looks pretty cool. Dude, I remember I had a bike in Hawaii, and it was a uh, Yamaha Virago. It was a 1993 Yamaha Virago 750, and I bought it off this guy off Craigslist. Gave him two grand cash, and that thing broke down like a week later. Yeah. And yeah. I was just stuck with this motorcycle. But for a week, dude, it was fucking awesome, man. Like driving to Sandy's on a bike. Sandy's on a moped is sick. Sandy's anything, anything on Sandy's is sick. Yeah, but when you're right there, just we dude, Sarah and I, we did, we didn't stupidly, we didn't wear a helmet, we didn't have any kind of like, we were wearing like board shorts and bikinis, you know, and just driving to Sandy's on that road, dude, it was so fucking cool, man. Like literally just hanging off the edge, like you can look down and almost see the bottom. So cool. So I was just texting, um, you a fan of the American Pie movies? Yeah. The guy that plays Kevin, uh, he's out here right now, so I just had to shoot him a quick text. Thomas Ian Nichols. Let me see. Kevin, like the main guy? Yeah, the the one that um, gives the apple pie speech. Yeah. He he was in Rookie of the Year, too. He played uh, Rowan Garner or whatever the kid's name is. What's he doing out here? He does music now. He's a musician. This guy, Kevin Myers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a musician? Yeah, he's got a band. Um, he's got a show in the Waco area tonight, though. Um, he was in Dallas earlier this week. But uh, a few years back, <clears throat> I did a, um American Pie party with him where it was nothing but, like, Blink-182 and Sum 41 music all night. Yeah. You could only drink out of a red solo cup. We even had a MILF that looked like Stifler's mom at the venue for it. <laughs> yeah. It was a great time. But anyways, he's out here. I'm trying to hook him up with some Hawaiian barbecue while he's out here. Nice. Okay, so tell a story about um, uh, you getting Shwayze to come to the next door. Oh, Shwayze, he's actually coming back December 10th of this year. Really? Yeah. Um, so how did that how did that uh, relationship get fostered? And, like, how did, how did you end up, like, landing... Swayze? Yeah. Well, I've been a big fan of Swayze forever. Of course. Everybody loves Swayze. Yeah. And uh, I shot him off a DM out of nowhere. um, On Instagram? On Instagram. Just like, yo, like, if you want to come to Hawaii, like, big fan, let's make something happen. Yeah. You know, odds of him actually responding, didn't really think it would happen. 
So was there a reason? I, obviously, you're a big fan, but like, <clears throat> let's be honest, like Swayze's been kind of like out of like the mainstream. So, like, you're like, okay, this is a guy I could get. He like, is that like kind of a strategy? I guess. Um, it was more so. I'm a big fan of him, but his music, I knew would do really well in Hawaii. He's got that kind of island feel to him. Yeah. And people in Hawaii like that kind of sound. Yeah. And uh, even though he hasn't been like main mainstream in a few years, people still know. He's got bangers. He's got songs yeah. that. He's a household name. He's a household name regardless of when the last record came out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I reached out to him and was like, hey, let's do a show in Hawaii. I just. I send off like probably 50 messages a week to just random artists. And if only one of them get back, then cool. Like I'll, I'll talk them into a show. Yeah. Once you start talking, I mean, I send them some pictures of the sandbar. I send them pictures of Waimea jumping rock, skydiving. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's pretty easy to get them hooked to come to Hawaii. So, uh, we've had Shwayze. He comes probably twice a year for the past three years. We've been doing stuff with him. Yeah. And, uh, he he loves Hawaii. Hawaii loves him. Um, I put a, a ticket link up for Shwayze. It sells out right away. So yeah, dude. I remember I saw that uh, Instagram post when when you guys did the I guess the first show. First Shwayze show. Yeah, here he is right there at your bar. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, you got him on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, so we've we've had, um, you know, for a, a bar in Chinatown, we've had a lot of household names, actually. Uh, Steve Aoki, uh, Diplo, Cardi B. Really? Kodak Black, Shwayze. At Next Door? All at Next Door, yeah. So, like, how, do you like do you play <clears throat> a part in, like, recruiting them, I guess, to come? Yeah, any, any act that comes through the venue, it's through my phone right here. And So, how did you get Cardi B? Cardi B was um, actually went to my mom's middle school in the South Bronx. My mom's a teacher. <laughs> yeah. And before Cardi B went on to a stripping career, she was a seventh grade science student at one point. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we got Cardi. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got Cardi um, just through knowing, you know, kind of like what you said about uh, the eight degrees separation. You know, yeah. you, you work who you know and you figure it out from there. And I got Cardi knowing that uh, that Bodak Yellow or whatever the fuck that song was was going to be dropping soon. How did you get insight that that was going to be dropping soon? Well, it, it, not that it, not that it was dropping, but that it was going to like it was starting to make its waves. It was, and like, it was getting legs. It was yeah, it was starting to get some momentum. You yeah. know, like I I had heard it, and I was like, okay, this song is like going to be big with you know, yeah. college chicks. Yeah. So I was like, let's get her before she blows up. Two weeks later, she was Cardi B. Really? <laughs> so we got, um, we got lucky with that. Kodak Black, on the other hand, I would never book again. Um, Why? He showed up like 10 minutes before closing, high as a kite, tried fighting everybody. Not shocking. I mean, if right. you listen to his lyrics and. His I don't, I, I, to be honest, I barely even know who that guy is, but. Yeah, um, he's had some run-ins with the law, and, you know. Who's your favorite guy to get in there? Or favorite per <clears throat> group or artist? Uh, there's this guy, uh, Mike, formerly Mike Studd, the baseball player. Yeah, dude, Mike Studd. I remember, um, what's that song that you'd always play about him? Probably These Days or oh, Right man. Side. What was he's it? got some jams, though. Yeah, dude. I remember you playing him, and he went to Duke, right? He he holds the ACC record for lowest ERA at Duke to this That's day. right. That's right. Beast at baseball. Um, tore his, uh, got Tommy John. Okay. Put out a rap song as a joke for his teammates, and it Blew went up. It kind of like what you did with the taco thing, where like your uncle liked it, whatever. Yeah. And then like a week later, it had a million views. It just went viral, and he just was like, fuck it. I'm a musician now. Yeah. And uh, he, his career's done real well for him. Mike Studd. There's a song, and I can't remember what it was, but you played it in Ryan's truck. Yeah. When we were going to Sandy's one yeah. day, it was you, me, Aaron, and, and Ryan. Aaron, holy shit. Yeah. And it was the four of us 
all squeezed in that single cab truck, and we were playing that song, Mike Stud. I can't remember. Brand new? Might have been. I don't know. He's got, he, he has, um, he just put out a new album. He switched his name to just Mike. Uh-huh. He's got some uh, some great hits right now. He's he's doing real well. And he'll have some stuff coming out soon of Post Malone, which will be taking like next uh next level. Mike Stud these days. I don't know. Let's see here. It might be this one. Let's see. Oh, it's on this. A new fragrance by Prada. Oh, it's sick. Last all night was great. It was, right? I choked you out, dude. Yeah. This is Marcus Stroman on it. Stroman's on the Mets right now, yeah. Hell no, I sleep today, but I'm gonna be okay. Miss my family on the east, but fuck it, I can't leave LA. Every meeting this is not it. And trust me, I just lead the way. Young and fucking. What is young and fucking? Oh, yeah, that's a great song. What is that one? Oh, shit. That's the one you were playing. Where does young and fucking? Uh, I don't know what it's called. It might just be called that. Oh, my God. That was the song that just came to me. In and out? No. What is young and fucking? I'm. It's it's. Dude, you know that song? I know the song you're talking about. It's it's blanking on me though. The name of it. Dude, I was gonna say he does sound very similar to Hootie Allen. You know who Hootie Allen is? Yes, I do. I don't know. I don't want to piss your boy off, but he kind of he's got a very similar sound to that. Well, you know, there's only so many rat ish rappers, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you're you're white boy from the burbs, it's hard to rap about, you know, gang violence like on uh, Dirty Perfect for me, dude. Perfect for me. That's what it was. Hey, how those cupcakes? What kind of icing do you use? Cream cheese icing. Yeah, I know. yeah, this is it. Yeah, dude, you would fucking jam this shit. It's a great song. I got a hipster girl from the city. She cool as fuck. She don't really care when I'm busy. Really? I hit her late night and she there in a jiffy. Gets an old, then she hits the road. Hair in a tizzy. I just call her when I'm Wait, so how do you know this guy? Send a car, cut the lights, so. that ass around. That's right, who's laughing now? Yes, we both are. Well, at least so far, cause we be gone, me and him in bed. I had to met his manager at the time. You what? I had met his manager at the time. <clears throat> and uh then I think in New York or Boston. Like at like eighteen years old. And this is like right when he was coming up. Uh-huh. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm Mike's manager. And it was one of those things where I was just like Fuck, like, if you guys are ever in Hawaii, here's my number. Like, let me know. Like, two and a half years go by. And uh, I had even forgotten about that interaction. Like, it, you know, it was just one I was, like, randomly, yeah, yeah. You know, even someone, like, gives you a business card, and you're like, oh, I'll fucking text you. You never do. Yeah. Out of nowhere, like, two and a half years later, I get a text. It's like, yo, it's Mike's guy. Uh, We're coming to Maui. Like, let's link up. I was like, oh, shit, like. All right, fuck it. I'll go to Maui for a few days. Go to Maui. We have an awesome time on Maui. Thank you. And uh, I link with Mike. I'm like, yeah, anytime you want to come Hawaii, like, let's set something up. You know, I've got this bar. Like, let's do something. And uh, we set something up, and uh, we had a wild, wild time. <laughs> um, the guys can party. Those guys can can go at it. Uh can't go into full details, but sure. Don't um, incriminate anybody. No, I can't get anybody in trouble, but um certain hotels in Waikiki just They're not they're not and they're not allowed back. Yeah, you know, um myself as well am not allowed at the Prince Waikiki. The pink one? Uh no, the Prince is right on the right before Alamoana. 
beautiful hotel. Um, cops busted that door down. Uh, Damn. Yeah, he can't party when the Japanese, uh, you know, senators stay in that penthouse next door, I guess. <laughs> That's but great. I have a story off air I'll tell you about that night. Really? I'll cut the mic real quick. This, um, this, this one I cannot tell. Uh, yeah, okay. On air. So Mike Stuh is probably like your favorite guy to get in there. Oh, he's a blast. He just, um, he's all about the crowd energy. Yeah. So, you know, chugging beers with the crowd, uh, doing other recreational activities with the crowd. It's all about the crowd. So you think you're going to like ever come to like the mainland and kind of do some promotional shit stateside? You know, I would totally do it in Austin. Um, I think the reason I like doing it in Hawaii though, is because, uh, it's an easy sales pitch. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to get someone to go to some random town. It's hey, come party in Hawaii. I'll show you a good time. Yeah. I'll give you some money to do it. So it's not that hard to convince. Right. Um, I'd be open to doing stuff out here too, but I think it's more unique to do it in Hawaii. It's a smaller city too. Smaller city. Um, but. Like you can make a name, like you can make a name for yourself. I've easier. I yeah. th- I would think in Austin, there's got to be a thousand promoters on a block. Yeah, you know, Hawaii, there's only how many? S- yeah, so many. Like, how many do you think? A hundred? Not even. Really? No shot. There's a hundred. I mean, there's probably like fifteen legitimate, like actually run it like a business. Like yeah. don't do it. Which are, you don't have to name names, but, like, where are they out of? They're legit ones? Yeah. Like, what what bars are they running that out of? Republic. Obviously, they do great stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Waikiki Shell. Great outdoor Shell. venue. Yeah. Hawaiian Brian's has a good reputation. Aloha Tower's actually starting to do some concerts again. Yeah, I, I noticed that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, they, for a while, kind of weren't doing stuff, but they're getting back into the concert game, which it's a great spot for a concert. Yeah. Um, Aloha Stadium, as long as it doesn't collapse on people, <laughs> is uh, a good place. But did you see the news today? What? So look up new Hawaii, uh, new Aloha Stadium. Oh, they're going to build a new one? Yes. Um, even though they haven't finished for rail still, they'd like us to pay tax money to build like a Vegas-style stadium. For a UH football team that doesn't even sell that out. That doesn't sell out Aloha seats. Stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I did see this on that um, Instagram account. Yeah, so they want, like, condos, hotels, all within uh, Aloha Stadium. They want to make it, like, a destination. Yeah. Um. But why, dude? That's, like... Well, that's the thing. I, I try to ask myself why with a lot of things that the politicians do in Hawaii. And, uh, I mean, I get it. It's going to create jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know, that could also be used to create, like, housing that's much needed. But, you know. Or fix the rail. Or finish the finish rail. Finish the rail. Um, yeah. But. I mean, it looks pretty sick. It looks sick, but there's not enough fans. Where to are they going to put this? I think next to the other one or where the old one is. Somewhere over there. Um, they don't really plan things out too good uh, when it comes to the government out there. Um, not to get political, but uh, I wouldn't trust it. It looks pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, it's like they don't even sell out. They got like an 800. They got like a high school stadium on campus now at UH for the football games. Do they really? Yeah, they built like a where it's um where the practice field used to be. Yeah, and they built like bleachers and stands stuff. for it. But get this, because of COVID, you're not allowed to order food at the games. So they have people sit at an entire football game, and you can't eat. No food. No food. That sucks. Because if you eat food, you get COVID. Yeah, that's a proven fact. Yeah, it's um, but they need money. So, you know, you could easily bring in a vendor and sell. Bring in a concession and, yeah, I don't know. Make a, make a couple G's. You think that would make sense, but. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that. I'm just not hearing about it. But that's pretty cool. 
So Hawaii, though, obviously the events industry is kind of just came to a screeching halt. Like, is it coming back at all? Like, <clears throat> are you are you doing some promotions slowly right um, now? The the thing that's been difficult is to success successfully promote an event. You need a lot of lead time. Mm -hmm. uh, you need you know three four months of prep if you truly want a great night okay and we haven't gone more than like three weeks of actually being open without them reversing things oh uh. so you know when we opened up briefly back in july i booked out september through december with headliners and then i lost all of september october because we went back to restrictions Fuck. so it's really hard to plan when you don't know what they're going to do yeah. um and currently uh if you're an outside event you can go full capacity now if your crowd is fully vaccinated and if no alcohol is consumed what's alcohol got to do with it <clears throat> i don't know but that's the rules i can do a full sized concert uh -huh. but i cannot serve anything but water that's why and as a promoter i make a lot of money off liquor sales yeah so there's really no uh it's their way of saying hey dan you're allowed to do events again but well, only on the admission yeah we're gonna make which you, money. but your margins are already so tight mm -hmm. on a hawaii event because you're flying in so many damn people there's hotels there's all these expenses where yeah you need every margin you can get you know yeah. it's not like we're making crazy money yeah. you're investing a lot of money but you're only walking away if you're if you're lucky, you're walking away with money. So your overhead is insane on some of these shows. So they're they're not a uh, pro business uh, state at the moment, um, which oh, I think at the moment, from what I understood, they never really were. <clears throat> not really. I I think that to me, um, it, I think it's kind of just a money grab right now, where they're trying to shut down as many of these small businesses as they can. Why though? Like, uh, for for what? I so I don't understand the money grab part of that. Because okay. and I know I know, I know I'm asking like so, a question that you might not know the answer to. You know what I mean? No, like, no. Well, I have I'm an just, opinion on it. Yeah. It might not be the truth, but what I feel is, tell me how it makes sense that I'm not allowed to do my job for over a year and a half, but it's safe for thirty thousand people a day to fly into the island, and in Waikiki you can do whatever you want, but. Me, since I'm not in the tourist district, can't do my career for over a year and a half. Three miles down the road. Three miles down the road, it's a danger zone yeah. for COVID. But I mean, you are in Chinatown, though. No, there's other dangers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I the, know. the fumes I, I breathe in on a daily basis <laughs> on that street are far worse than any COVID I can get. I mean, between yeah. the shit and heroin. Yeah in that part of Hawaii, I'm not too concerned about Verona. And I've had Verona. I had it in August. You got, you got, you got tested positive. Yeah, I yeah. was fully vaxxed and got Verona. And the doctor told me, oh, well, at least you didn't die. Maybe you would have died if you weren't vaxxed. That's not the agreement I signed up for. I got the shot so I wouldn't get the fucking virus. Yeah. <laughs> Not so I would still get sick. Let me ask you this. Do you regret getting the, the shot now? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it didn't do shit for me. <laughs> like, yeah. In the argument of, oh, uh, well, you didn't die. I mean, yeah, well, I wasn't supposed to get sick. I'm 25 and healthy. Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, you probably weren't going to die anyways. I don't think so. Yeah. And it did. It wasn't ass kicking. It sucked, but yeah. I don't think you can. I don't know. It clearly the shot didn't work. Yeah. And now they're saying, Oh, you should get the booster though. Well, no, I've had it now. I think I'm okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I, I have, I don't think, I think that I have had it, but I haven't been tested. Okay, tested positive. You have it. You should get the antibody test. See where you're at. Well, when I had it, it was 20, 2020, like, I don't know, probably June, July, like right in the thick of it. And um, it put me down for about a day and a half. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty fucked up. And I think I told you this, but I, I had the breakup. Yeah. 
and then got COVID. And then, and then you had you, to quarantine. You had to quarantine with your ex-girlfriend. For yeah, for two weeks. That's yeah. insane, dude. That's that insane. is um, not the way you want life to go. <laughs> that was a trip of a two weeks, but, you know, life goes on. Things get better. But that was a uh, roller coaster. Oh, yeah, imagine. Yeah, that, you know, I think there's like a sitcom or comedy movie somewhere you could write a skit about that for sure <clears throat> for sure but but timing timing's everything in life and in that situation just a wrong time to get COVID or wrong time to break up you know which one would you say that the timing was wrong on getting COVID or breaking up I think to COVID because had I <laughs> so it was the right time to break up you, <laughs> like you, you stand by that <laughs> well not like that but like <laughs> That happened first, and had it happened, and I was able to get my space without infecting the whole island, that would have been fine. But yeah. uh, instead, I had to, you know, share a room with the person that hates me most for two weeks. Golly. Yeah. But yeah. I think it forced us a little bit to have to, like, try to attempt to talk things through. Yeah. But the issue with that is the one thing COVID does do is it makes you really fucking tired. Yeah. So, like... You know, be like, hey, let's talk about this. And I'd be like, I don't want to. It's not because I didn't want to, like, try to talk. I just fucking tired. Yeah. Shit knocks you out, you know? And then I got on the whole Rogan uh, zinc and whatever mm-hmm. cocktail, and life got good. Really? <laughs> yeah. Zinc and... Uh, you did the ivermectin? I didn't do that. I didn't zinc and... Um, uh, Vitamin D? Yeah, the vitamin. I did zinc and all the vitamin shit. Yeah. And yeah, I noticed a difference once I started doing that. Yeah. Got a, a GNC Uber Eat delivery and, you know. Went to town. Got back to life. Fuck yeah. Good for you. All right, man. Well, we try. I'm trying to keep these things to about an hour, but that was good shit, dude. Yeah. Well, that was uh, fun. We should do it again. We'll do it again. We'll have some some things that we are set to talk on. Uh, yeah, that was just off the dome. Off the dome, we went an hour um, if I ever run for office, this will bite me in the ass, but <laughs> we'll, we'll I take it down. Don't plan on we'll it. We'll take it down. Some geek from, you think you'd ever run for office though? Uh, part of me thinks yes. I, for me, like you would want to. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, I think I could be a good mayor. I think I'd be a fantastic mayor, but uh, you don't get paid much. Not in Hawaii. Anywhere. Well, I'm saying like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do if I wouldn't run for mayor in Hawaii. Mayor of Austin would be fun. Yeah. I don't know. You don't, that's that right there. That answer is going to fuck you up. That's going to come back and bite you in the ass. What? Mayor you don't of get paid. You don't get paid enough. You don't. <laughs> you I don't. Mean, this is public shit. service. You don't oh, do it to get paid. Yeah, but if you want me to actually bring some real change, let me <laughs> fucking wet my beak a little bit. I mean, you know, but no, the whole, whole mayor thing, I think it's just a position to smile and take pictures for. I mean, what, what do you really do? Well, I would, I, I'm going to take the Joe Rogan aspect here. Yeah, you say that until then they can dictate whether you're able to go to a restaurant or not. That is true. If it were up to me, I would. Uh, Mayor Garcetti uh, in L.A. He's, he's. Uh, Fuck that guy. All he's, right. He's the reason we're here, though. So God bless him. God bless him. Yeah, he. uh got us out of there but all right man we are let's go ahead and wrap this up let's get the uh exit music going yeah dude um wow, that was an hour you, you got any any uh parting thoughts here go ahead and plug what you're what are you like what are you doing here in, in austin right now shout out lnl hawaiian barbecue expanding fast in texas that is lnl hawaiian barbecue best hawaiian barbecue not only in hawaii worldwide yeah Whoa. Best Hawaiian barbecue. Yeah, I'm not going to go after Blacks or Rudy's or any of those spots. By the way, did you go to Terry Blacks? I didn't, but I, I'm Team Rudy's for life. I've always been Team Rudy's. Are we ending on Young and Fucking? Yeah, dude. It's a great song. Great song. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Catch you on the next one. Don't be late. Perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. I know but you perfect for me, for me. Ain't nobody perfect, ain't nobody perfect, I know, but you're perfect for me, 
Sometimes we get dinner just because I took her to a movie once, but that was just for fun. And then she came over, well, that was just to come, get it? <laughs> she came over just to come. Well, I'm with that, she did that. Okay, there she go. With my tank top shirt and them high heels on. Uh, stone cold, her heart is unbreakable. Hardly chases her shot, she never gonna chase a dude. Long story short, I think I like her. Got drunk the other night and told her that I would wife her. She laughed and said, You must be bugging. I thought you knew the deal, homeboy. We just young and fucking. Uh, yeah, we're just young and fucking. Too fucking young for all that. We're just young and fucking, fucking. Yeah, I thought you knew me and you. We're too fucking young. We're just young and fucking.